and welcome, welcome to, to Drunk Mythology. Mythology. I am your co-host, Krista Hunsaker. And I'm your co-host, Christian Madonna. And this week we're talking about... La Yorona, that's right. It is our April Ghouls episode. <laughs> See what we did there? Yeah, we did. Yes, and we are talking about La Yorona. For our 51st, we made it over that hump. We did. We made it over the hump, the hump of the 50th episode. The, the Anansi. Mm-hmm. We hope you guys liked it, but this time we're going into a ghost story. Ghosts! That's is it, right. Is it because there's a movie coming out? Soon? There is. Yes, it is actually because La Llorona has come out is coming out as a movie. She's like, coming out. She don't know what to do. She's in California. Hey, so she's I mean, coming it used out. To be Mexico. Yeah, she's coming out in a movie with Linda Cardellini. Um, Velma solves her own mystery. Yes, that is set in California. It's it's from the producers of The Conjuring. It's, a, like, it's, it's, a, it's a Conjuring. Uh, it's in that universe. Yeah, it's like the, the controversy. It's the yeah, the con- the controversy. Conjurers. Yeah, it's con- it's controversial. Yes, <laughs> like the Annabelle and the Conjuring. Um, and Insidious so, too. Insidious as well. I'm Just pretty two. sure. Yeah. Uh, so she's coming out in that universe, and so it's that team putting together kind of like a jump scare, your standard fair movie, right? Oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, your, it's your summer horror, or your spring horror. Yeah, your jump scare Rona. So we have... Jump scare Rona. <laughs> so I've actually come in contact with La Rona a few times. Whoa, you've... <laughs> Shit, man, you're here to tell the tale? <laughs> I am. So the first time was talking to someone who was a journalist from Mexico. I was talking about his different, like, um, his different folklores of his hometown. And we are talking about folklores that we grew up with. And he mentioned one about a weeping banshee-like woman. Oh. And he didn't say La Llorona by name, but basically, yo. The second time was totally in Coco. There's a there's Oh a yeah, song. there's a song. This is a La, La Llorona song in Coco. Yeah, the main matriarch of the family sings it, and it's La Llorona. And I mean, La Llorona, it, it translates to the weeping woman. The weeping woman, yeah. Which, you know, that in itself could be the name of a legend, an urban legend, a scary tale. Right, and then the third time was actually, um, there was this Onion article that yeah. was like, when Melania Trump went to visit children at the border, and they were scared stiffless of her because they thought that she was La Llorona. <laughs> And so that's when I finally looked up, and I was like, who is this La Llorona person? And I looked her up, and I found out her story, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so great, we have to share it. Oh, it's, it's actually a pretty pretty great story, and the timing couldn't be better here for the I know, and then April I found Bulls. out there was this movie coming out, I was like, fuck man, clandestine, let's do this. Yeah, now's our time to hop all over Mexico, and just generally uh, Latin America. Yeah, so the Latin story, South America, this story, specifically. like our drink of the night, the La Llorona. Yes, we actually made a La Llorona cocktail from Thrillist. Yeah, thanks Thrillist for the drink. Um, Sponsor us if you'd like, whatever. Yeah, this drink brought <laughs> to you me by maybe. A, I don't know. a blog post from Thrillist that we've read. They paid nothing. Yeah. That's a so. sponsor post. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's it's a mix. Um, it's a cocktail with Pisco. Yeah, Pisco, which our Pisco is from Peru, uh, the specific kind, but it's a South American liquor. And it's actually really good because it's kind of like a brandy. It's like a wine brandy sort of hybrid thing going on. It's, it's, like, a clear, it's like a clear brandy, though, and it's pretty strong. It's uh, 40%. It's pretty nice. Dang, man. Maybe that's why I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it, Mr. Krabs, with my, like, two drinks. And I'm, also my beer earlier. I'm trying to feel it. I'm feeling uh, you, you know, just took I'm, a shot of Pisco straight up. It was, it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I recommend Pisco. Look it up. 
Yeah. So and, and the lie you're on a cocktail. Um. Yeah, it's with pisco, it's with lime, it's lemon, it's sh- a shitload of sugar. Oh, uh, yeah, it was, it was like one Some ounce. Some bitters. We omitted the bitters on the second round because we're not big fans. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah, fight me, bitter people. Don't get bitter. <laughs> Don't get bitter, but we're not big on bitters. So we made it more of like a sweet and sour sort of mix here. Oh, yeah, that's a super sweet drink. I mean, it's basically like an ounce lemon. It is like the lime. lady in white, though. It's a very, like, clear white drink. Oh, yeah, and there's um, very it's much... Like had, ghosty. There's had, like, dry ice for an effect, and as well, like, uh, black food coloring mixed with coconut cream, which looks like glue. Yeah, and it was very, very spooky. It's a spooky cocktail. It's a spooky cocktail. It's I cocktail. recommend. So that's what we made. We made the La Llorona cocktail for this evening um, to get ourselves pumped up. And we're drinking Pisco, you know, because it's, a, again, it's a, it's a Latin American drink that uh, transcends borders like the story of La Llorona. Yeah, especially in the new one, which takes place in California. Whatever. La Llorona. Let's just, let's just go into it. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, we, we've had, we've, we've told you about it. Let's jump in. Yeah. So La Llorona is actually... Oh, no. Don't jump in with La Llorona, though. No. Jump in the line. Don't jump in the line. Don't jump in Jump out of that line. Yeah, you jump out. When La Llorona, when La Llorona says jump, you don't say hi. You run away. <laughs> you say, nope, and go. So La also, Llorona... Also, she says it in Spanish. <laughs> right. La Llorona is typically like uh, Mexico, Puerto Rico, South America, Latin America. It's kind of like a wide-ranging one, but mostly associated with Mexico. Yeah, some of the biggest stories really come out of uh, Mexico, and I, there's been, like, recent, like, new, like, creepypasta-esque, like, I thought you uh, had a resurgence recently. Yeah, she's had a resurgence, and not just, like, since the internet age, but in, like, the last 20, 30 years. She's like a chupacabra. She comes around again. Yeah, she keeps she keeps coming back around. Yeah. So what her thing is, um, back in the old days where uh, Mexico was conquered by Spain via colonialism... As similar to, like, the Aswang stories, where it's, it's sort of like yeah. a colonial story as a story that it's a colonial boogeyman is deeply entrenched and it is totally a colonial boogeyman it's like entrenched in the times of uh indigenous people conquered by spain right so during this time period um this native mexican woman fell in love with the spanish uh nobleman nobleman yeah he was a he was a wealthy guy yeah and she was like an indigenous woman and you know but she was like the most beautiful woman ever yeah so they fell in love and it's like debated if it's love or if it's like arranged or whatever but they fell in love and then they had kids and then something happened with the rift of their love life where he ended up becoming distant or like he never loved her in the first place or you know it he gets, started staying drinking he goes out for a pack of smokes never comes back well yeah except she she sees him she does she sees him ride by in a carriage with a younger woman because you know you got trade in that model for a younger one am I right and she was of uh, you know she was Spanish she, she was, was a noble she, woman she was, she was white she was of she was Everything I'm not. So the woman who would become La Llorona gets so, like, grieved by this that in her, like, temporary insanity, she throws her children via this man into the river and drowns them. Yeah, she totally drowns them. Oh, and and, uh, in a lot of the stories, like, her Christian name, yeah, they don't really have her... um into her her name, but her Christian name's Maria. Yeah, they change it where it's like it's Maria, which is kind of funny because it's like um, the Mary, the Mary, the Virgin Mary, the mo- yeah, the yeah, the Madonna, the, you know, the, the the mother. Yeah, it's a very like pure name, a very 
well-known name. Mother Mary so, let it be. Yeah. But she so, does not let it be. She does not let it be. So she throws the children into the river, drowns them, and then as soon as she does this, she, like, sees their bodies floating down the river and it snaps her out of it, and she's like, shit, fuck, I just drowned the kids. Oh, you don't come back from that? You don't come back from that. So she's like, guess I'll die, and just jumps into the river after them. She jumps into the river. You don't jump into the river, will I, Rona? Because she doesn't know how to swim. It's so, a strong river. So further on from this, like... Uh, she dies, by the way. Oh, yeah, she dies. But she don't stay dead. She, <laughs> she, she ghosted. She dies, but she ain't dead. She ain't dead. She floating around and walking around, all sorts of waterways. Cue Modest Mouse All Float On song. Oh, no? We all float on, all right, all ready. Let's all float on in Yep. And that's how La Llorona gets through. Um, that's actually what the end of the curse of... Spoilers! Ah, sorry. Spoilers! Uh, curse of La Llorona is going to end with La Llorona is like driving away in like a convertible and she's just playing float on. It's kind of ironic, but she's a big fan of Modest Mouse. She's a big fan of irony. Yeah. Little no fact. <laughs> big fan of Linus Morissette as well. Mm-hmm. But... Isn't it ironic? Aren't we all? But we were going somewhere. And, oh, yeah, because La Llorona doesn't stay dead. She she come back. And it's because uh, she goes up to the, the pearly gates of... Uh, pearly gates of uh, yeah, Cath- some stories. Roman Catholic Christian Spanish heaven. Yeah, in some stories, she actually uh, ends up at the gates of St. Peter. St. Pedro is like, mm. Going into the gates of heaven. Hey, wait, 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 wait. But Maria, didn't you have two kids? Uh, I have on the list that they're dead, too. Where, where are they? Where are these kids in tow? Where, where are your kids, Maria? And she's like, I don't know, I lost them in, like, the clothing aisle. It's you like, know, kids. Malls. Like, he's like, you can't come back until you find them and bring them in. And he slams the gates of heaven shut, which is, you know, the thousands of people behind her are like, oh, what? Is heaven closed today? <laughs> heaven is currently closed until she can bring back some kids. And it's just, like, back in five minutes, you know. St. Peter's got stuff to do, you know. No one's... You don't he's hear being, about other saints taking his spot, taking his shift. He's being cranky. He's got to go take a nap. Yeah. You hear about Gabriel taking a shift? No, Gabriel's smiting. He's okay. too busy smiting. Yeah, but so she comes back. She's, she's just she like, has to wander the earth now as a ghost because she's denied the gates of heaven and peaceful afterlife. And she's searching? Searching. So she's searching for kids, for her kids, but... Any kids will do, really. But really, she what she's doing is, so she's she's out, and she's like this boogie woman, this boogie man story. Boogie woman. She's, she's boogie... Gotta let me go, boogie woman. Drowning your kids and so, boogie woman. It almost sounds like baby monkey. It does. I was kind of going for pretty woman. But I know, right. but, but it, it kind of all flows in. <laughs> it all, it, it all, it all floats, floats down here, no, Georgie, it, 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 baby it, monkey. It all floats down here, baby monkey. I was referring back to the floats on, but it all floats on. All right. Let's get it. <laughs> so so she's um catching babies. She's, she's catching she's, babies. She's going fishing for some children. She's child fishing and... Uh, she's fly children. And she's a, she's, she's a pretty good fisherman. Yeah, she's got a hook, line, and sinker. So basically, if you're in the woods or by a river, um, if you hear a woman just absolutely losing her fucking cool... Number one, don't fucking engage. Never engage. Call you, the police, yeah. Call the police. Police engage. And if you're a cop, call backup. Backup engages. Yeah. <laughs> So she just like if you're back on it. I'm sorry. If you're in the woods alone and you just hear this fucking woman just losing her fucking cool, Num- going all over it. Number two, don't be crying. in the woods alone because if it was me, I'd be the the fucking the weeping woman losing her shit. <laughs> I'm lost. <laughs> Everything's dark and I'm getting bit. 
in oh my god what is that who is who are you lady no i i don't know where your kids are i don't know where i am right so if you're a kid in the woods and you hear a weeping woman run the other way because she's gonna drown your ass oh she's she gonna take you and drown you yeah because apparently she's looking for kids to get into heaven with or she's just the vengeful spirit looking to drown some kids yeah exactly like she she drowned some kids and became became the, the demonic vengeful spirit who's now just cursed to walk the earth trying to drown kids yeah and she like the the thing is that it's like it looks like her kids doesn't look like her kids you know whatever she's not too picky we're all someone's kids is it linda kids. cardellini's kids probably yeah jump scare jump, <laughs> jump scare your rona that's the story and it's actually kind of like a boogeyman-esque tale that people warn their kids not to stay out too late at night oh, because exactly. Exactly. your rona's gonna get them exactly it's one of the one of those sort of things it's a warning really yeah it's, it's a warning story it's similar to like the Penangalan and the Aswang and just sort of those like boogeyman you know it's a boogeyman don't, story don't wander out in the woods alone don't Only stray kids. too far from home and that and also you... applies if you're a teenager basically if you're uh, if you're an unadult <laughs> yeah not an adult if you're unadulted Unadulterated. <laughs> if you haven't gone through the trial of adulthood, yeah, um, then you are a child. Even if you're 16, you're a child, if you, and oh, you're yeah. gonna get got. If you haven't, you had, get snatched. If you haven't had to pay your all your bills, pay your way through. If you have, you know what? Law your own is like, y'all are already miserable enough. Yeah. You're fine. If, so, you're, if you're still living in the lie that is childhood, then, you know, she'll pick you. Right. So she only goes for children. But here's the thing, is that La Yorona isn't picky about her children, even though it's like, well, did she drown sons? Did she drown twins? It's, the story is kind of like different via V region. Oh, yeah. Every 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 town, you know, every, every, it's, it's one of those stories where, like, and truthfully, you know, if you if you take away it and it's just like, oh, you yeah, know, it's this it's this weeping woman who she she her husband was uh, cheating on her and she got so upset she drowned her kids and now she hunts look out in the woods looking for kids to drown. Scott, get ya. That sounds like every town, you know that that sounds like There's a universal like horror. Yeah. So that's the cool thing is that the weeping woman sort of mentality has been going on for so long. It's it's a very relatable thing. Like every any. Everyone can sort of can. Everyone has a reaping it. woman, you know. Yeah, everyone, everyone can picture it. Like, oh, her husband was unfaithful. He was terrible. And her and her emotions just couldn't handle it. And she's just like, Dunkaroos, kid, Dunkaroos. She got, she got hysterical, and moment, of, you know, moment of uh, angry passion, she drowned them kids. And then was just like, I guess I'll die. So here's the cool thing about La Llorona is that she is a weeping woman, like we said. You know, that's kind of like a thing. And we there was actually a Supernatural episode, the pilot episode that it was we saw pilot, recently. And we, we literally watched it to prepare for this, episode, for, for this episode. Right. And they call her the woman in white, which is also a part of it. She's like wearing her wedding dress. Or she's oh, yeah. in white. The, the lady, it gets yeah, tattered. Yeah. yeah. It's always a white. It's like a ghostly spectral it, figure. It, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, again, uh, you picture like an urban legend. You see, oh, you're driving down the highway. And there's this hitchhiking. Oh, don't stop for her. It's this lady and she's Gothica. all white. Yeah, yeah. It's like just, just that. fucking run her over and keep going. Oh god, she's in the back seat. No. But yeah, just run her jump over and keep going. <laughs> yeah, jump scare. So many jump scares. That's her thing. So the weeping woman is like um effervescent through all these different cultures and also time periods. Because when when I read the story or like knew about the story of a woman who saw her husband was unfaithful and drowned her children, immediately my thought was like that's fucking Medea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's Tyler Perry's Euripides', Euripides Medea. Yeah. Um, and again, you go back and listen to our Jason the Argonauts part two episode to hear about Euripides Medea and how she drowns her own kids. Or she kills her own kids because Jason is an unfaithful ass. 
Yeah, oh man, it's it's like she gets a dragon chariot though. It's like the sequel that was written by someone else, right? Because he's not Apollonius, <laughs> right? She gets the dragon chariot. Oh though. my god, that is the most baller! Like La you, the shades drop down from the sky on, Deal on with her it. chariot. Deal yeah, Lyurona doesn't get a dragon chariot, but she gets a dragon chariot. So this is also in addition to the Medea story. It's also very similar to Lamia, who is like a Greek uh, snake woman. She, oh well, yeah. It was it's like this, woman. this is like this half snake, half woman, uh, like Libyan story um, monster yeah. creature. And she's from Greek myth where she was Zeus's lover and uh, Hera was like, uh-uh, bitch. And so cursed her to kill her own children. And oh, does this sound very familiar uh, to you? Yeah. Does this ring a bell? Because it's ringing a bell. It's ringing a bell. Ring a bell, ring a bell. And then she's going hunting, child hunting, and uh, all yeah, this... Yeah, Lamia is also looking out for some children to call her own in death. And it's kind of, it's also kind of like banshees, too. It's just like, you know, yeah. these, these women wandering, wailing. And here's the thing with La Llorona is that if you hear her wailing, you hear her crying, it's... Like a mark of certain death, which is a very banshee thing to do. It's, as it's well. already too. Once you've heard her, you're like, oh shit, it's too late. I yeah, and we're banshees. Being banshees. When you hear them, it's a curse. You're cursed from then on. Where like you may not get your retribution that night, but it may be the following day, maybe the next week. Dude, it's we like, should fucking do a banshee episode. I love banshees. I would be all about that shit. Yeah, we're gonna do a banshee episode in the future someday. Oh hell yeah, I love banshees. I don't so, know, but we will. Lay your own is out there snatching up your kids. So she's she actually comes from a. It's like it's so it really it is it is connected to like this this uh, and like historical this colonial event. historical event and myth yeah kind of like loosely connected where it's like is she the original tale of La Llorona right or is this one that just kind of fit into the mold here yeah so tell us about and uh, so it's uh, uh, the story of back with Hernan Cortez like the Cortez con- the conqueror the conqueror the, the conquistador, conquistador who took who conquered Mexico from the Aztecs the Slayer yeah Hernan the Slayer. Yeah, the Cortez like the most ruthless guy. Yeah, oh, the bad guy in El Dorado. He's bad, he, y'all. He's bad. It, they stopped History, him. From, he's bad. They stopped him from taking El Dorado, but they did not stop him from taking Mexico. Right. So he's he's the conquistador who just like burns and murders and burns and murders. All he does is burn and murder stuff. Burns and murder shit. And burns tries to and convert murder. people in the name of burn and murder. Right. So he had a he, he had an interpreter. He, he had an interpreter uh, to try and connect to these native people. Named uh, Doña Maria. Uh, um, no, Dania Marina, oh. and it's um, is what she's known as. But she's also known as La Malinche, mm. which is sort of this like. Uh, it's kind of like calls her like the traitor or stuff. Cause, uh, At least that's what I heard. I can't really like yeah. prove that. I, I You know, uh, non-native Spanish speakers here, non-elementary Spanish speakers here. I took yeah. two years in high school and I suck at it. Once again, if you guys know, please feel free to drop us a line at drunkpathology.com. Like. Yeah, drop us a line at uncultureswine.drunkpathology. <laughs> please educate us. We would love to know. Yeah. But she, well, actually, she but was the- like a historical person who was Cortez's uh, translator. Yeah, so like real life, you know, um, Hernan Cortez, Conquistador, like he totally had a translator who helped, who basically helped them, but not necessarily like... Probably not of her own volition. Not not necessarily of her own volition. It's not truly clear. Yeah. Um, But she was also known to be like taken as like a mistress of his. Yeah, she had kids by him, which I think is important here. He sired, I don't know who sires, but they sired (laughs) children. And um, 
you know, and whether this was consensual or not, he's a he's a conqueror. Probably not. <laughs> like the chances are, it's not great. He's not. It's not a, a great loving relationship. He's not a great guy. But yeah, so she has kids by him, and she's seen as like a traitor because she's his interpreter via her own like if she's forced to or not. Um, so she has to interpret whatever he wants her to. So she actually finds out about this plan that's to take Cortez down, and yeah. she has to communicate it to him. And she she communicates to him. So of course, Cortez shows up with his dudes and just crushes the rebellion. That's the rebellion of Cholula. By the way, still want a sponsorship, Cholula. From Cholula, that, sponsor us. From that uh, Quetzalcoatl episode, we're still thinking about Cholula, Mexico. And Cholula hot sauce is delicious. Try it on your paella. Cholula, <laughs> have you ever thought about sponsoring Drunk Mythology? Anyway, back to this horrible story from history. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so this this rebellion, and she, like, she, you know, she, she's, she spills the deets, and whether it was, like... She dishes the goss. Whether it was like uh you know she wanted to or she was forced it's not truly clear but she's seen as a traitor and she's she's yeah. uh, but she's this like native indigenous woman um who's who's you know with this the nobleman of like Spanish, kind of Spanish yeah. and she fathers she, she, she he fathers children with her she sires them she uh, sires them his first child uh, Martin you know he was he was the first uh, Martin yeah he's a mestizo that's a terrible name. Stop. Martin. Stop hating on Martin. Listen, I'll hate on him in Skyrim. We'll hate on him here. Martin. He's, no, you're in Skyrim. He's in Oblivion. Oblivion. Sorry. My and, Elder Scrolls is up. And Martin Lawrence. Well, that's all right. I like Martin Lawrence. <laughs> but yeah, and so she's this story, and uh, although there's not really any evidence... Did she kill her kids? There's not really any evidence that Lama Linche... As she's known, you Qu- know, air quotes, yeah. Um, murdered her children, but uh, you know, you could probably see it as like this is like a, a the same story that we told at the beginning, where it's like you know the whole conqueror versus the native people, and like noble versus lower class, quote unquote, um, and like killing her own children because it's like you know a scourge against her. And, it's and, all very, all very lines oh, up. Oh yeah, and then he does, um, and you know he does leave her to marry like a Spanish lady. Makes because, sense because you know. yeah, she was not. Not gonna be his wife. Yeah, he wasn't. He was fucking Cortez, he, like he wasn't, scum of the earth. He wasn't Cortez. there to truly integrate with the society. He was there to. He was like, a conquistador. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. So it's and they call it like um, you know it was like pride and and upset being upset that like he's leaving her for for this actual Spanish noble woman. And also, then, then, like, like the she whole, may like, have like killed her kids and like done the ultimate like no fuck you, but the the Medea. That is one of the stories uh, that kind of ties into the like the you know you you might see it if you if you dive deeper into like La Llorona research and like seeing like the origins. As well, it's one of them that's often like yeah, it's, it's pinpointed as a possible historical reference from this folklore character who has it's kind of like a, born from it. You yeah, know, inspired by what's in La you know legend born from a bit of truth. Yeah. So La Llorona is definitely like a boogeyman-esque where it's like, whoa, she's coming to snatch up your kids. And Watch out, Martin. Why are you staying out late? Right. And so with the new movie coming out, it's very much so going to be a jump scare of your very basic, like, horror movie tropes. You might like, get exposition. Oh, look at yeah. her in the background. Or, oh, look at this, like, off or this, like, secondary character explaining the background well, of the character exactly that. of like, the you, horror. You might have a guy in there who's literal role is exposition. Yeah, Exposition they, George. They call it, oh, I see, his name is uh, Basil Exposition. <laughs> Basil Exposition, I like yeah. that. That's his Ross of Powers. <laughs> <laughs> 
perfect. Lewis is like M. <laughs> yeah, jump. Basil exposition here to be like, here's the character for all you guys. Now let's get back to the jump scares and the like, the creepy thriller aspect of this movie. Oh, I'm sure it's like Linda Cardellini's like, oh, I'm being haunted by this thing. She goes and like, she Googles it and like local, I don't know, he probably works at like local California University. Oh, what you mean paranormal investigator? Yeah, yeah. He's totally... <laughs> He's totally, like, works in the anthropo- cultural anthropology part. Right, he's like, but you know, he's totally let me tell you about this La Llorona character. And it's not going to be as good as the scene in Poltergeist where, the, where he's telling his stuff, but, you know, it's, yeah, if I would, I would rip, I would riff on that. <laughs> Poltergeist but, did handle it really well. Yeah, they did pretty good at, at exactly what I've described here. But, you know, oh, we're, yeah. in, we're in the Conjuring area where it's just all jump scares and, like, a, a fun ride, I think. But Cheap tricks. A cheap tricks, yeah. It's a fun ride. It's cheap tricks. It's scare. It's jump scares. It's what gets your blood going, you you know, it's fine. Whatever. It's on, it's on, yeah, they want you to get you, to get you scared on a visceral level. And I, I it's its own and thing. And you know, I'm not going to trash on it because some people like that. And honestly, I get I get fucking scared. So I don't really watch it. Yeah. I, I do wish they had actually filmed it in Mexico, though. And I'd brought in a lot of the, like, beautiful scenery and, like, cultural significance of I, that. I do really wish, like, I I feel like, so, you know, a better director, better, you know. Guillermo del Toro could do this justice. Or, yeah, any uh, of them, really. Uh, you know, Alfonso Cuaron, like, actual, like, Mexican director and really starring like Mexican actors really telling this Because you really build on like the, the visual aspect that I think it's going to lack. But again, we haven't seen it. It's coming out soon. We're not at all sponsored by it, obviously, because we're trashing on it. But it... <laughs> but if it wanted to sponsor it, hey, you should go see it. You should go see it, yeah, I guess. Um, so yeah, or that's, not. I mean, or not. It's up to you. see it and tell us how it is because we're, we're, I'm yeah. too scared. Yeah, if you guys see La Llorona, tell us how it is, how it kind of stacks up to the original story. And if you guys see La Llorona and you're not in the movie theater, fucking run. Oh yeah, like I hope you learned. <laughs> um, but if you see the movie, tell us how it is, how it stacks up to the original legend. Because um, the legend's pretty good. And you know, the legend is so good. Honestly, it's simple and its simplicity is what makes it universal, relatable. And it's also terrifying. Pervasive. Like it's good. It's, it, it is terrifying. Yeah, if you grew up, if you grow up listening to your parents warning you about this woman, it's, who will drown it's, you. It's, it's li- terrifying. It's literally, it's the boogeyman. Yeah. It's, it's one of those like, be scared when you go outside at night. Yeah. It's it's universally terrifying, so I'm excited. I'm interested to see what they do within the movie. It was um, cool learning about it and like kind of you know. Oh, it's it's also in like a grim episode. Like it's it's yeah, it's it very is, media pervasive. It it is around, and I think we're gonna see more La Llorona, especially as like. Especially yeah. goes more into the media populace. Like we were saying with the Wendigos. Or yeah, the like Wendigos Wendig- Wendig- and Oswongs. It's another one of those like cryptid uh, ghost urban legend things that is. It's universally appealing. Yeah, it's it's universally easy, scary and it's appealing. Easy to understand. It's easy like to me. get afraid of. Aww, you, I'm universally scaring and appealing. Ah, no, you're universally easy to understand and appealing. Thank you. I think I'm also creepy. Ah, uh, yeah, in the best way. Oh, thank you. That's La Llorona. Thank you guys so much for listening to us yeah, ramble you. on about this. Yeah, thank you guys so much for getting through the ramble. If you guys have any personal stories about your family telling you about La Llorona or any ways that you've, like, interacted with this story, please let us know. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be super fucking cool. I'd love to, like, talk about that and just, like, even read off, like, what you send, like, really just to, co- to connect with it. Or your regional um, story about La Llorona, because, again, it changes ba- based on where you come from. And also, if you guys 
any more like Latin American myths or like scary things? Or any Latin like, American boogeymen? Always up for that. Oh yeah, because there was like La Calchona. Uh, yeah, and El Coco. I saw was uh, like a thing mentioned. Yeah. Oh yeah. We started uh, started watching this like Spanish. Uh, yes. It's like uh, Quinta La. Legend has it. It was uh, yeah. It was like Quinta La, la, la Leyenda. And, go for it. And it was it was this like fully in Spanish like children's like cartoon. Kids, yeah, but but it, but it was like about like urban legend or like stories like scary myths. Yeah, there's like we, the we three watched like a lot of one of so you know we don't speak Spanish at all and it was pretty good. Yeah, so please if you guys have any personal experiences with the story or, we'd love or to other know it. other stories other myths you'd be interested in us doing like we're always looking for good material. Oh, yeah. especially good ghouls. Always up for them ghouls. Always up for more April ghouls. Yes, thank you guys so much and spread the word. Tell your friends you guys are awesome. Adios!